Hey, Twihards, we are back with another episode on the Twilight series. Yep, and today we are talking about Carlisle and Esme. Do we ship it? Listen to find out. Well, hello there. It's Steph. And I'm Devin. And welcome to the We Ship It podcast, where Devin and I and our occasional guests talk about our favorite and not-so-favorite chips of all time. And today, as we mentioned, we are wrapping up our Twilight series with the Carlisle and Esme, the mom and dad of the Cullen crew. That's right. Yes, Carlisle was honestly one of my favorite characters in the series. I agree with that statement. Not just because of his character, but also because he was hot in the series. <laughs> I cannot agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love talking about these two, and I'm excited that we are ending our Twilight series with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and before we dive in, Steph. 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 What, Steph, Devin? Steph, Steph. <laughs> what are you thankful for this week? You know what I'm thankful for? What? I'm thankful for your mom. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird to hear. Because she made me an incredible wreath from her farm, from their yes. farm. And it's hanging up in my house right now and it is freaking beautiful. So shout out to Mama Setnar because you're my thankful love person. that. Um <laughs> What are you this thankful is a, for? This is a busy Debbie? season for her, so I know that Oh um, yeah. Busiest. I know that she appreciates she did a great job. all that love and support from you. What am I thankful for? Um, I'm thankful for busy days. I know for that. I know they suck in the moment, but in reality, I think that I am a natural. Like I thrive when I'm busy. Really? I, I think I just need to be in constant motion. You're one of those. If not, then I I kind of don't feel like I'm being useful. So I Agreed. like being busy. I feel that way. When you have a so, busier day, you actually get more done. Or at least I do. I'm more. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, it's just it, I feel although like they're exhausting and they're crazy days. Like I feel more productive on those days. That's good. You go, so. Devin. Oh, yeah. I hate them, but we got to love them at the same time. <laughs> Love-hate relationship with busy mm-hmm. days. Okay, so now let's chat about the task at hand, which is Carlisle and Esme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we've been avoiding the spoiler alert lately, and I feel bad about that. So spoiler alert. Spoiler. Uh, because we're going to be not only talking about these books, but also the Twilight movies. Um, and also uh, Midnight Sun. So if you haven't read Midnight Sun, there may be some spoilers in there about Midnight Sun as well. Mm-hmm. So you have been warned. Okay. But moving into our summary or my mini summary, um, there's not a ton, <laughs> just to preface, there's not really a ton of Carlisle and Esme action as a couple in At all. this series. <laughs> um, we were struggling a little bit when putting this together, but I think it's more in their support of Bella and Edward that we get their relationship. And we're going to talk more about that later, but mm-hmm. this is why the, the summary is not that great. So don't blame me. But 
Carlisle and Esme's Blame the writer. story. Yes. <laughs> Carlisle and Esme's story begins before the series even starts. So Carlisle, who's already a vampire and creating his family vegan vampire empire, <laughs> be that as it may, um, he has to save Esme's life after she hybrid falls off a cliff, but I think it's pretty apparent that it's a suicide attempt um, after she loses her son or her child or something yeah, like that. I don't know if it's clarified, but yeah. Um, but she she was really depressed and that ended up happening and her body was broken, basically, when Carlisle found her um, in her vampire life. So eventually he turns her into a vampire and in her vampire life, the two seem made for each other almost like it was almost like the, the version of the wolf imprinting thing, um, how that happens when she comes into his life. They sort of just naturally were like, OK, you're the person I'm supposed to be with. Um, or I think they had met before something and she they trusted have. him. It yeah. was very, he bandaged very one of her wounds prior, like, when yes. she, like, bro- like her broken leg or something like that. Yep. Yep. But anyway, um, so yeah, they end up getting together fast forward to the twilight series and Carlisle and Esme are considered the mom and dad, the mother and father figure of the Cullen family. Um, we only meet them briefly in Twilight. The first one um, towards the end is when we hear a little bit more about them, the end of the story. Um, and from the get go, they are willing to fight for Bella and Edward. Um, we see Carlisle as the wise father figure. We see Esme as the caring mother figure. And from the get go, they really stand up for Bella and want her in the family. Um, in New Moon, the family leaves and we only really get to see Carlisle and Esme at the end when Bella and Edward are reunited. Um, in Eclipse and Breaking Dawn, we learn a bit more about their stories. We learn about Esme's past and how they got together. And then Esme helps Bella through her difficult pregnancy. Um, it's they're, they're very family-oriented people. Mm-hmm. Um, so these two are very supportive of their family no matter what happens. And they show each other unyielding love throughout the series. Yep. Um, that's really all I had about them because we just get glimpses of Carlisle and Esme throughout the series. Um, but that's the main stuff. Okay, so... Moving on to our first question. What do these two as the leaders of the Cullen family bring to the the table? I'm like speaking really strangely, but bring to the table. Devin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I love these two. I love that they're the backbone of this um, family dynamic structure that they, that they form mm-hmm. um, that they're their own coven. I think that's really cool that they started from nothing and created something great out of a terrible situation. Um, So um, what do they bring to the table? They have natural instincts and skills that help equip their family. Um, Esme doesn't really I think she's just a stay-at-home mom or perceived as one in the text she doesn't necessarily ever come across as having a role in the community right forks she very much doesn't leave the house I sometimes wonder if she's not able to really because she's not as strong um, yeah in regards to like the lust for blood yeah well i don't know what it is because she doesn't seem as bad as like 
Jasper. Like Jasper. Jasper. But she, she Jasper, never Jasper. leaves the house. Really. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I, so she definitely pours a lot of her heart and soul into the family. And we'll talk more about that throughout the entire episode. Um, but skill wise, uh, I mean, Carlisle's a doctor. He's trained. He's wise. And um, he is literally the one that supplies them with blood if they need it. Like, um, he's very handy. Um, not that they ever, not that the family needs repair, like <laughs> physical repair because they are impenetrable, <laughs> but, yep. um, he's the wise one that kind of guides them in, um, instructing them on the human body and, uh, being aware of how to act around humans and, um, I don't know where I was going with this, but you know, he has he's those kind of natural father figure. Correct. But he's that natural, like doctor mind where it's very like strategical and um, detail is his go-to. And mm-hmm. um, she is very, very family oriented. Um, I think, based. She, I think, she, what was that? I'm sorry. He's very emotions based emotion. Yeah. She's, she puts her emotions out on, on the line and she, uh, like I said, she's the mother aspect and um, we'll talk about that shortly, but she really pours her heart and soul into that because she's always wanted a family. And um, when her child died, I think, I think it got like a fever or something and passed away. Um, So, when that happened, she was all distraught and because she couldn't have that family that she always wanted. So through this second life, in a sense, she is able to reap the benefits and have that family life that she always wanted. They kind of provide stability for this Mm. group of like, like misfits monsters <laughs> yeah because it's like if you look at later in the series all of the nomads the people who come and go they are like one of the largest covens in the whole vampire community and i think mm-hmm. it's because one carlisle has a different way of life and he's a strong father figure for them mm-hmm. and a moral figure for them too like they look to him as someone to ask morally is this ethical? Is this right? Is this wrong? Right. And Esme creates the home for them. She is the homemaker um, for these vampires who don't really need a That's home. That's very true. Even when um, Edward and Bella get married, the, her gift to them is their own little cottage. Is a home. Yeah. yeah. And she, she just, it's sort of like you think of a stay-at-home mom, like who makes dinner and cleans and like decorates and things. And you think back at like how important that is to creating like a stable human environment. Um, And I think it's the same for them, even though they're not humans, it just makes them feel closer connected to the human world. And thus almost gives them a human dignity in themselves because they're Mm. not monsters. Like they they live together because they're trying to be good. Right. They allow their humanity to come through in those, in those ways. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Moving on. Um, as the mother and father figure, how do we see their love and wisdom set an example for the family? Yeah. So I think like aside from the stability they provide, each of the kids and their relationships are impacted and influenced by Carlisle and Esme in different ways. So for example, you know, Carlisle and Esme are so gentle together. Like mm. they 
they even though they're vampires and they're the strongest like type of being there is out there they're so gentle <laughs> with each other they still like hold each other's hands and like put arms around each other and they still put importance into those little physical touches those little um emotional touches like yep. carlisle and esme you, you see them as like a gentle loving presence and we see that they encourage their children like i hate to call them children because they're really not they're also just adults some of them even older than their parents but they teach like their children for lack of a better word that they should also be gentle and loving and respect not only humans but the person that they love so that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing um yeah I and think- you bring up a good point is that they are all adult and they have yeah. been alive for so many years that they all have this adult mind and yet these two are still looked up to as the family yeah. dynamic that yeah as like the elders them. even though yeah, they're the not. elders right right and and that's the thing and like you see this kind of throughout um the way that Alice and Jasper put their lives on the line for the rest of their family that's something I think we see from the example of Esme, who right. is willing to literally just tell Bella she's part of the family immediately and <laughs> literally is willing to do anything for any of her kids. Right. She will lose her life for one of them. Um, and so we see that in Alice and Jasper and also Rosalie and Emmett, like family is what matters to them. And that comes from Esme. And I think also like just the fact that they try to live this life of like, dignity instead of you know satiating their desires that comes from carlisle um a life of study a life of pureness even when they're dealt like the most difficult hand that Mm. comes from him and we see that in the way that they treat each other as well um in their relationships and individually so i because even even edward puts in like he says that they have because they don't sleep they have a lot of time on a their hands so they not all of some of them spend it in other ways and we talk about oh, right <laughs> they are very intimate yes um, and very loud about it <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part they find their niche and are able to hone their niche like for example edward um is really good with music and that's his thing that he spends, he pours a lot of time into. And that's because he's kind of been, that's been instilled in him that even though like, um, even though it's not necessary for him to like his Carlisle being all, not all knowing, but having this natural fatherly wisdom, instills this that you have to keep learning you have to keep growing as a person um yeah they all have both of them have different influences on their quote-unquote children their adopted family and um i think it's interesting to see how the dynamics between the entire family fall Mm -hmm. in line but also just between certain individuals as well like Carlisle has a different relationship with Edward than he does with Jasper and Esme has a different relationship with Rose than she does with Alice. So it's it's very unique to see how they have these ties within their family and how their love and their um, devotion um, really are the core, the backbone that creates this family coven 
right? They're not it's so they're, cute. Although they're recognized by the vampire world as a coven, they recognize themselves as more of a family unit, which I think yeah, is that's what really separates them amongst other vampire covens. Yep. And I think that's also what surprises other covens as well, is that they're like, wow, you've been together for this long, you have you've gone through all this, and yet you're still like together whereas like i would have hit the road like long ago and (laughs) just moved on (laughs) yep no exactly so um well more specifically let's dive into edward's relationship with them Mm -hmm. um so kind of three parts to this question what do we think about carlisle and edward's relationship what do we think about esme and edward and then how how do we feel about how quickly they seem to accept bella into the family (laughs) i love Carlisle and Edward's relationship. I think it's really cool how they just have this level of understanding. And that's because they spent the longest time together, right? If we do this, if we go through this, like um, timeline wise, like it was solely Carlisle surviving on his own for a good portion of his life, of his vampire life. And then um, he sees a need to bring someone else into that life. And we'll talk more about that later on. Okay. Well, mad props to Carlisle, first of all, because he became a vampire, even though he hated vampires. Correct. And right. His father raised him. A good life. His father raised him. And I think his father was involved in the church and, uh, he was like the head hunter mm-hmm. having to go and like find vampires that, may yep. or may not have existed yeah and he gets frustrated eventually he falls in with the vampires and he has to become one and he despises everything about himself yeah um, and the thing is he then without any help like by himself learns to become to a be- vegan yes <laughs> or veg- oh not vegan they call them vegetarians yeah it's like Dude, you have the ultimate, like, I, honestly, we're going to talk about, I, I'll, I'll save this to later, actually. We're going to talk about <laughs> what we think they're special. Jump ahead. Are. Watch yeah. out, world. Um, but yeah, Esme, or are you still on Edward? Or No, uh, a little bit more on those two. I think they just have, because of how much time they spent together, they have that level of understanding. And yes, Edward can read his mind, but I think he understands his father's motives and thoughts even before Carlisle even like has a thought or has something to say. Like they just know their reactions prior to any, like he knows that his father wouldn't approve of something or that his father would have something to say about an issue without even speaking to him is just yep. a pre, uh, I don't know what the word is, but pre something knowing of just that intimate relationship these two have. And Esme and Edward, I think it's amazing that their whole family picks up and moves because Edward is having a bad relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like they drop everything at the, for each other. Yeah, just because Edward's like, okay, we need we need to make this decision. We need to leave. Um, and although it's painful for all of them, Esme knowing that Edward is his best around Bella and is mm-hmm. much, um, much more of himself around Bella, um, she still agrees. And I think that's an interesting dynamic between them as well. 
Um, yep. But she wants the best for Edward. Yes. Once she, she sees his eyes light up again, like because, she's so happy. Yeah, she's thrilled. Loses she's her like, mind happy. finally, he has some reason to live, and it's not just to go in day in and day out. He finally has some passion. Um, and then um, what's the last piece? How quickly they accept Bella into the family. I mean, they do it really quickly. And I don't know how I feel about it. I think it has to do with what you just said with the fact that they're just happy to see him happy. Yeah. And that to them means everything. And, it, and, and that does make sense. But I also wish they had some hindsight <laughs> yep. prior to like, yeah, it's great that your son is really happy with this person, but what are the implications? What, what, what's the, what's going to be the outcome down the line Sure. Um, when you ultimately accept them into your family right away? Mm-hmm. what is that going to do to Bella? What's that going to do to Edward and your other family members as well? Like, how is this going to affect them? So yeah. I, I do like that they have this natural welcoming persona and want to love on her right away. But I don't know if it's the best method of going about this situation. Right. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So I think you're right. Um, I love, love, love Carlisle and Edward. I think they are just such a natural father-son duo. Um, Edward is in this, like, as he's learning to be a vampire and learning if he wants to be a vegetarian or not, Carlisle's not judgmental. He, he literally tells him, it is your individual life. Like, you need to make this choice for yourself. He even lets right. him leave at some point, even though it breaks mm-hmm. Esme's heart. Um, he allows him to be an individual to make his own choices, but he always provides like moral guidance, um, which I think is what Edward really craves because Edward, Edward, more than he lusts for blood, I think he lusts for justice. And that's like why we see him take the lives of a lot of really terrible men. Um, mm. And he ends up saying, well, you know, these men would have killed again if I didn't take their life. And he tries to justify it, but he goes back to Carlisle knowing know like any loss of life that I am responsible for weighs on my soul if I have a soul. Um so right. Carlo and Edward, <laughs> I think honestly Carlo would probably say it's his favorite son type of thing. Um they they have a really just close relationship. He was his first. Yeah. And he was his first. <laughs> and not only that, like Edward has seen the inside of Carlisle's mind. So yeah. For Edward to respect someone, you have to understand that he has seen every thought that they've had. So to respect someone, he really like they must be a really, really good person inside and out. Um, And same with Esme. She is beautiful, caring, loving. She is Edward's like he doesn't necessarily go to her for right and wrong, but it's sort of what you'd go like, like what I go to my mom for, like to cry to her, even though he can't (laughs) cry, to cry to her about his life and his emotions and things like that. And I mm-hmm. think that's why, like, she is so excited about Bella and why she's so apt to let her into their family, because she knows the depth of Edward's, like, feelings for her. Right. Um, so that's exciting. And then why? what do we think 
I also question it um, about the safety of the family because that's the, that's the number one thing for Carlisle. As and they do have that be. conversation in Midnight Sun. They have that they whole, do. and like Jasper's like, I'm going to go kill it right away. <laughs> He's right. like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> no, I love her. But so th- the thing is, I think because Edward can read these thoughts and feelings, so he knows exactly what to say to tell them, no, like this is real. Um, so I think he is a master at, I don't want to say manipulation I was because about to say. It, he's, he's also a true <laughs> person, but mm-hmm. I think that he's very honest with them about the state of what's going on at all times because he knows what their fears are. So right. I think they must understand that. And I think that they, they trust him and that's why they accept her into the family. And then when they meet her, I mean, Alice probably has already seen things too. So they kind of know that they can't avoid inviting her into the family too much um so it's a matter of they all have special abilities i think that's what it comes down to is they know through alice and edward it's it's going to happen whether or not we like it to and apart from that i mean i don't particularly think bella we've talked about this in past episodes i don't particularly think bella is the most um morally she doesn't have the most moral depth to a character I've ever met in, or I've ever read in my life. Um, so it's not like they're immediately taken by her ethics or her character, but she is, she is sweet and she's very perceptive. And I do think that that is something that the family values too. And she's very right. loyal, very loyal. will not tell your secrets if she knows um, that you don't want her to. So um, anyway, so that that's kind of my thoughts and feelings there sweet. on that one. No. Nice. Let's move along, shall we? Yeah. Um, how do we feel or how do you feel about Carlisle's choice to save Esme after her failed suicide attempt? And how do we feel about this creating about his creating this vampire family in general? Yeah, this is the one I, I actually want to hear from you two <laughs> on because I have reservations about it. Um, as Carlisle did. He has reservations about how moral and ethical he literally is. He feels so guilty his entire life for changing Mm -hmm. all these people. Um, I think he tries to do it when he's saving a life. Like he tries never to take a life unless he's saving them, Um, which eventually with Bella, he was going to make an exception, but then she did need her life. She needed it anyways. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, Esme. Yes. He saved her life. Um, I think he was also a little selfish in that moment. He saw this as someone that he could love. And I think it was the same with Edward. It was his first, like Edward was going to die. um, So there's that. But I do think with those two, there was a little bit of, I need, I need someone or I'm not going to make it in this. this Yeah. I don't know what it was that made him decide to change his, like his, she made a choice and whether or not that's the right choice or not is not hit. It's not, that's not for debate because <laughs> right. obviously taking life is not um, valued in any way. Um, but right. he doesn't have a say in that or he shouldn't have a say in that. And he kind of took it upon uh, himself. Yeah. And neither of them right, truly wrong or indifferent. I don't know what was going through his mind when he decided that this was one instance that I'm going to, use my quote-unquote powers for good because he's a doctor he sees people dying like all the time right so 
I don't know necessarily if he's just. I don't know if he has a selfish bone in his body, but like this seems like a selfish. It seems like a selfish uh, moment in his life that he finally he he gave in. Right. He seems so ethical. This is why I brought up the question because I'm not sold on how I feel about it in general. Like Rosalie and and Edward have said they would not have chosen this life for themselves. Esme, I don't think we get one way or the other. I, I think she's I think, thrilled. I don't know. I think she's I know, happy that I, she gets to spend it with Carlisle. So I she's think the like, point oh, is double that win. she cares about Carlisle, but I do yeah. think she'd prefer to have had a human child. Um, right. But she ultimately didn't. And it, it's just circumstances that get them to this place. So I, I wouldn't say Carlisle is made of selfishness, but there are moments where he's lonely. And I think that that may impact his decision, even though... Well, when it came to Edward, it was a mother's dying wish. Right. Right. So but this correct. So that was his first one. This I don't I just my, my mind can't wrap around like why he went through the decision process that he did to say, like, yes, I'm going to do this right now. He wanted a partner. Her. Yeah, I guess that's it. Like, I don't really know what else there is to say. Um, but you're right, like, because the other characters um, don't necessarily have the same feeling about being a vampire as many of the others. Um, Rosalie wishes, like, wishes nothing but to be human again. Like, yeah. she would give up everything that she could to be human right. again. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think this is a pretty up in the air question. So if anyone has any thoughts, please. And he, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Send them in. Let us know what you think. Because he does try the most ethical way to create a family, I guess. I don't know. But that seems a little freaky to me. Like, you know what I mean? It's a little freaky, even though I love Carlisle to pieces. It's a little freaky to just like create mini vampires for yourself. But ultimately, but he does it for the good of his heart. I don't know. It's so complicated. He wants to save them, but save them at what cost? At the cost right. of their what are humanity. Yeah. Um, so that's a really like deep and philosophical question. Again, please let us know what you think. Uh, that yeah, would be that's philosophy, man. I don't want to dive yeah, into that. Yeah, it's too much philosophy for <laughs> we ship it. <laughs> okay, um, so let's, let's let's take a step back. A little bit more mm-hmm. fourth wall breaking here. Uh, yeah. Do we see any differences between them in the book and the movie? I don't. Re- I, I feel like of all the couples, I don't think this one was misrepresented in the movie. They're the most true to form. I think we get more detail about them and their nature and what makes them tick in the novels, Mm -hmm. which is only natural because the books are always better. The book was better. Shout out to y'all. Shout out, shout out, shout out. (laughs) Um, So we definitely get more detail, but I don't know if we get any major differences between them. The only differences I really sense, and you talked... (laughs) You talked about the way that they look in the first movie. <laughs> I think generally speaking, and we've probably talked about this before. The makeup was not it for the first movie. <laughs> it was not it. Like they're supposed to be the most beautiful, attractive beasts or beasts, beings on the face of the earth. And they just look like they have lots and lots of white paint 
all over their bodies. Mm-hmm. And Carlisle, the actor, is one of the most attractive men on earth, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and Seth's and, humble opinion. <laughs> But um, apart from that, it got better over the course of the movies. I think um, more content-based, we learn a lot more about um, Carlisle's thoughts in Midnight Sun. Mm -hmm. We learn a lot more about what he was thinking, his questions, his doubts about Bella and Edward, which we don't get that sense from the first couple of books and the movies at all. Because the first time we meet him, he's supportive. Esme is welcoming her into the family. But we get more Carlisle and Esme doubts and maybe not buy-in and a little bit more of their uncertainty in a lot of different life ways. Like, I think, I don't know if it was in the original series or Midnight Sun where we learned that Carlisle had called the wolves when they first moved back and had this whole relationship with, Mm, like, Billy. It's a Midnight Sun. Yeah. So that's stuff we learn that adds depth to the character that we do not see in the movies. He's sort of like a background character, but again, the movies don't get his character wrong. They just miss crucial parts of his development. I think. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. There are parts that they add to the movie to try and create more suspense in a way they try and Hollywood it up. Like remember there's, I know in, I think it's when they're chasing victoria is it new moon or eclipse now that i'm thinking and one of them they're chasing victoria and they're so close to getting her but she sneaks past the line and um enters the werewolf territory but like some of the clones are like still going after her and they cross over as well and the wolves like instead of chasing after Victoria, they go after the Colons. So there's a moment there that, that they add to the movie where like, you're thinking like, Oh my gosh, they're going to attack Esme and uh, Carlisle runs in and like pulls her back. And so right. they add in a little bit more drama, whatever. Barely. Uh, there's also that weird Alice vision at the end of breaking <laughs> dawn in the movies. Uh, and everyone I was like, in the uh, theaters. What? I, I didn't watch these movies in the theaters. Sorry. To, I did. Uh, oh. But I know that that was a huge, like what the freak moment when everyone was like looking around, like everyone um, no. dies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that that's more just drama for the dramatic effect. Again. Correct. The more that I watch it, the more I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool that they did that. But at the time, it was, was yeah, it was um, very different approach. And I think it worked out well. I don't know. It was suspensey. It was, it was surprising. Suspensey. It okay. definitely did its job in that way. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think they pretty much did the same, but there's just more detail in the books. But moving on up. These two aren't known for having special abilities um, in the vampire realm, but what would you consider their super vampire power? Yeah, well, I think in Midnight Sun, like Edward comments on the fact that they don't necessarily have special abilities, but, and I think Carlisle's is like, like he assumes it's intelligence and he assumes, and like, and like compassion. And he also assumes that that's Esme's. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's true. Like, I think Esme has 
compassion. It's like a familial thing. It's like a mm-hmm. vibe she gives off. That's comfort. Her heart and, is her biggest weapon. Yeah. And, um, Carla, I honestly want to say a little bit is restraint. And this is what I was holding back from saying before, because he was a newborn vampire that didn't do too much damage to get himself killed. And he also became a vegetarian. So restraint, respect for human life. Like, I don't (laughs) know what it is, but he is a master at it. Um, So, yeah, those are the special abilities I think they might have. I agree. Um, Like you said, or like you commented on, um, Edward kind of makes the theory that when vampires are changed, their most... um, prominent feature when they are human kind of becomes their special ability when they're a vampire um and i think you're kind of right in the sense that um carlisle does have a lot of restraint and that i don't think that's necessarily his power that was granted to him by becoming a vampire but that's just his natural superpower as a yeah being as a as a I can't say human, but like as a person, that's his superpower as a vampire. I would say maybe like you were mentioning that it is his intelligence, that it is just his um, leadership abilities, mm-hmm. his natural leadership abilities. Um, and like you said for, and I even mentioned this <laughs> Esme wears her heart on her sleeve and it is yeah. her biggest weapon. Um, she will use her, heart to guide and protect her family and yeah. she becomes very fierce when her family is in um danger. yeah is in danger or um there's a threat that's coming after them yeah definitely okay so what makes their relationship the most quote-unquote normal of the collins <laughs> i think it's just this uh, <laughs> she wakes up and she's just like yeah, this is my future. I'm so happy. Am I in heaven kind of deal? <laughs> like, yep. She's just taken so quickly to Carlisle and Carlisle obviously just loves on her. Um, so I think their relationship is the most like casual oh. and most comfortable. <laughs> um, you just see them take on their roles very quickly. And although we don't necessarily get a whole lot of backstory until later on, um, about that but they really do seem like the most like they don't fight they don't have um opposing um moralities they like they they they're the most consistent Mm -hmm. um in their decision making in their um leadership of the family like they're just natural with each other there's there's no conflict which could say something else about the relationship i don't know <laughs> well they have been in relationship the longest even though esme Correct. came in after edward they have been together the longest right. so they are the most settled in their relationship yeah. um they're I also what, think, what do you call the the empty nesters but yeah they're the mom and dad of it truly yeah. like they've been through it all but i also think they're the ones that are least faced with putting their relationship on display in public Mm-hmm. So, like, at school, you know, Allison, Jasper, Rosalie, and Emmett, they have to live like high schoolers in public with everyone watching them every day. Um, 
Esme and Carlisle are more the stay-at-home mom. Dad goes to the hospital, comes home. Hi, honey, I'm home. It's very (laughs) structured, their relationship, I would say. Um, They have to deal with a lot less of the crazy outside world. Um, And they're also just more settled, like we talked about. They've had more time to go through that crazy honeymoon Mm -hmm. phase that vampires go through and all of that. Um, So I, I do think you're right in saying they're probably the most normal seeming of the Collins, at the very least. (laughs) agreed um moving on what is the strongest and weakest trait of their relationship um strongest trait is their family orientedness um Mm -hmm. i would also say their empathy the two of them listen and they listen to each other and they're great communicators whereas like rosalie and emmett eh, uh (laughs) Like Emmett's always like, tell me what she's thinking, Edward, which we've talked about that. Uh, But um, when it comes to them, they're great communicators. They have just a great bond. Um, The weakest trait is I think they let their other family members get, they they put them in first place sometimes. Um, So like when Carlisle's being supportive of Edward leaving, that's not necessarily the best thing for Esme. Um, when Esme is being supportive of Edward being with Bella, that's not necessarily the best thing for Carlisle or the family. Um, so sometimes I do think that the only weak trait that I spot is that they put their children first sometimes in, mm. in not necessarily the best situations. Um, yeah. So that's really what I got. Um, for me, I think they're biggest like you were saying they listen and they have their empathy they just naturally support each other they're just each other's uh, while they are the backbone of the family they're also the backbone of like each other they support and carry each other um they make their decisions together and um they don't oppose each other they don't try and upstand to the other person Mm -hmm. um so i think that's their strongest nature about their relationship and in regards to um, their weakest, um, I feel like their support also comes as a hindrance at times too, where they are just too devoted. They they don't they don't they don't fight. Yeah, at least not what we see. They just don't have their issues that they're willing to like part ways on or i don't know i would really like to see although i like the perfection of this couple i wish i could see more of them just being ticked at each other just for a probably moment. the first couple of years they were together that's sure. what i would love to see is carlisle and esme at first dating yeah so I, I think because of that they just have a lack of growth in the series that we see of them we don't really like they're just they're very stable they're just yep. that natural constant and which is good, but I want more from them in a way. Me too. Okay. Well, moving on. <sighs> yes. What are our favorite moments between these two? Mm. I have one, but again, we don't really get a whole lot of intimate moments with these two. Uh, but one that I really love is that is their natural support of Bella through their, through her pregnancy. Um, when 
Bella makes it aware that she is pregnant to the Cullen family, there's this immediate reaction that they have to do something about it and try and remove the child. Um, and when Bella makes a stand against it, they rethink that. And they especially, give her a choice. yeah. And I think that's really what I love about these two is that they are willing to support her through it. Um, Carlisle has to use his um, doctorship to acquire the necessary materials, the blood, the. Um, and he, yeah. he does it for her. That's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. And there's the just willingness like that. Yes, this is an unusual circumstance. Yes, this is um, this could bring about trouble for the family. Yes, this is dealing with someone else's life and. Um, but they're just willing to support her. And I think that really shows their relationship and the best of them. Yep. I really love when Bella interacts with them in particular. Um, I Mm. think it shows what the rest of the family already knows about them to the reader. Um, So we see, I think it's in midnight sun. There's like a scene where um, Carlisle's patching Bella up. And she learns about his past a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, she like looks through his library and just like learns a little about Carlisle. And I find that to be a really eye-opening scene when it comes to Carlisle and how he'll take care of anyone for anything. But also he has a really, really crazy past that he's lived through and gotten better from. Um, and Esme, I think this is the quote I'm going to end the the show with but it has to do with when she does accept Bella into the family like I already think of you as part of my family like it's she is so loving and non-judgmental of the fact that Bella and Edward are in like a really weird situation with being in love (laughs) between a human and a vampire and she just kind of accepts what happens in front of her and loves them anyway. And that is a beautiful thing to me. So I just think we we get a little glimmer and glimpse into Carlisle and Esme as they are introduced in their first impressions to Bella. And I, those are my favorite moments. Yeah, I agree. I think another of my favorites between Esme and Bella is when um, the baseball scene. Yes. Like when she's kind of like talking about her fan, like her family members and what they do and, Mm-hmm. how they play the game she's like no just watch and see what happens and it's very uh, funny they they have a fun. very cute relationship yeah so that's another of my bella and esme moments yep. um but yeah they like we said earlier like they just have these random moments where they just want to let let their subtle um intimate relationship known to the family like just small hand touches or hand on shoulders or like and this thing these are things that bella picks up on and also edward picks up on when we read through their like the narration so yep i think it's really cool to see that in their family dynamic indeed devin bring us home (laughs) the question of the day do we ship it yes i do i ship it um like i said i wish there was more to them like i I love i love that they are the 
I, I, and I do think that we got a lot more from um, Midnight Sun. Um, I just wish there was more to their relationship, more development. It, it kind of just seems very stagnant. And um, But what is there is good. <laughs> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just right. want more. I think they're so cute. Carlisle in his wisdom, his intelligence, his patience, and Esme in her comfort, her love, her compassion. They make a mm-hmm. great couple and a great stability factor for the Cullen family. So I ship it. Me too. <laughs> All right, great. So there you have it. Our thoughts on Carlisle and Esme. Now let's take a look at what some of y'all think. Um, and this is our one and only comment. I believe I will do a double check just in case. Um, yes, one and only comment, uh, which is fine. Uh, <laughs> we love all of our commenters. Uh, but this one comes from Elena and she says he saved her when she was at her lowest and she'll always love him extra for it their utter perfection that's adorable and it's great so it's so true like he loved her at her worst he did and so he loves her at her best mm-hmm. but thank you elena for writing in and thank you so much to everyone for listening we love you shippers as always please rate and review if you have thoughts on the podcast we would love to hear from you it always helps us a lot absolutely and of course engage with us on social media we're on instagram and facebook and of course if you'd like to join for an episode or send in comments you can email us at we should podcast at gmail.com yep see you next time shippers Bella, I already think of you as part of the family. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye, guys.